0: Hello, welcome to the Monday, February 1st, 2021 edition of the Science Internet Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's start out today with a quick lesson on domain registrar security. We have uh, two different events here that sort of fit that pattern in different ways. First of all, Pearl pearl.com the domain apparently the registrar account for the people behind pearl.com was compromised and as a result pearl.com was redirected to a parking page and then ultimately offered for sale this is still ongoing last i checked it just returned an empty page so maybe the good folks behind pearl are getting control back slowly but But this can be a lengthy and uh, very disruptive process. Only good part here, the actual domain that is used for a lot of the Perl tools and such is Perl.org, not .com. So uh, Perl downloads and such should not really be affected by this, but shows somewhat that uh, probably they didn't do as well as they should in maintaining their credentials. The second domain is spamcop.net and that domain is now operated by Cisco and of course a lot of spam filters are relying on updates from spamcop.net. Problem here was not a hijack of the domain but instead Cisco just forgot to renew the domain so it expired and then was briefly not reachable over the weekend until Someone at Cisco got their credit card out and re-registered the domain. Typically, when you forget to renew a domain, there is sort of a grace period. So it's not necessarily easy for an attacker to quickly take over the domain. But nevertheless, of course, a name resolution for your domain tends to cease. I think a good lesson here is uh, to uh, build some rigor, some procedures around your domain registrations, make sure you're alerted of any expiring domains or set up uh, some form of auto renewal for them. And then of course, please, please, set up two factor authentication. As far as users is concerned, the HTTPS provides a very limited protection here, because once an attacker has access to the domain, they can quickly obtain certificates for that domain. And about a week ago, a new version of libgcrypt was released, libgcrypt 1.9, and a couple days after it was released, uh, notice came out please don't use this library it does include a critical vulnerability luckily up to that point because it was of a major update only very few Linux distributions and such had upgraded to it I believe it was really only Gentoo and Fedora that sort of started using libgcrypt 1.9 and Over the weekend now, we got LibGCrypt 1.9.1, which does fix the vulnerability. It's a buffer overflow that apparently is easy to exploit. Researchers at the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Beijing have uh, worked on a pretty interesting paper to try and fingerprint quick traffic. Quick, of course, is supposed to be HTTP three in the near future, and what they looked at was whether or not it's possible to detect a particular website that a user is visiting via HTTP three or Quick. In short, Quick is really HTTP two over UDP, and it only is possible via TLS. So you have to look at encrypted traffic and with that uh, more at traffic analysis versus outright looking at packet content. And what these researchers did was look at packet sizes, look at the speed at which packets arrived and they were surprised to find that it's actually easier to fingerprint a particular website a user is visiting via quick than it was via HTTPS. Now, of course, uh, at this point, uh, quick not being yet quite a standard is not as widely used as, for example, HTTPS. So the data set that they had maybe a little bit more limited, but still interesting that really just uh, looking at the uh, artifacts uh, like packet size and uh, arrival times and the like, it is uh, possible to identify various websites.